This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, everybody, and welcome to a special edition of Phillies Backstage. I'm Tom Burgoyne, joined by John Brazier. And, John, why don't you tell everybody where we are today? This is pretty awesome. Well, this weekend is awesome because uh, this is the weekend of the Darren Dalton Foundation. Um, it's a golf event. Last night was a celebrity bartending event at the Live Casino Sport and Social Club, uh, which was great because it was a packed place. I think, uh, what was the name of the sidearm? Was that the name of the band? Yeah, sidearm. And then it was, uh, all these guys came in and it was, and God bless them. Cause it was, uh, I think they, they, they did it on their own dime and they came in to honor, uh, the late great, uh, Darren Dalton. And then we are here today at a beautiful country club, Huntington Valley country club, which is a really hard golf course, Tom. I don't know if you've played this course before, but it's really hard. <laughs> I, I played it. It swallows me up and spits me out whole, John. Yes, it's it's hilly. The greens are these undulating greens, and yes, we're going to be in a lot of trouble, but right now we're having fun because, again, uh, we're here to honor Darren Dalton, but it's just, uh, again, I, I was on the board of the Darren Dalton Foundation for many years, and then, as you know, I passed the torch to you, and uh, I think we both really feel good about what the organization represents. And for those, well, why don't you, since you're the board member now, why don't you describe what the Darren Dalton Foundation is all about? Yeah, well, Darren uh, was diagnosed with geoblastoma, a, a, a very aggressive form of brain cancer back in 2013. Uh, he passed uh, away in 2017. Uh, but while he was still fighting the fight, yep. uh, he started this foundation. And um, uh, the foundation grants uh, money to families who've been affected by uh, brain cancer and uh, help pay the bills. So yep. it, it goes right to the families, which is really uh, pretty cool. Yeah, and obviously glioblastoma has hit you know the Phillies family especially hard with Vuk and Tug, and I mean that we talked about it, 1980 just in that World Series alone, uh, Quisenberry and I think the manager uh, who's the manager of the Royals. Um, Hauser, Dick Hauser, and others all succumbed to um, brain uh, glioblastoma, yeah. which, as you mentioned, and so it's just David West <laughs> on that uh, re great relief pitcher for the '93 uh, squad was uh, just diagnosed. Yeah, and Johnny Oates. Too. So, so yeah. just it's it's there's something weird going on, and yeah. hopefully the doctors will get behind it. And and uh, you know, again, foundations like the Darren Dalton Foundation doesn't go towards research, but it does help, as you mentioned. Uh, those people that are suffering can't pay their mortgage or can't pay their car bill or car loan. Uh, so it's, it's great. And again, it's great to see people that are... Uh, yeah, and you mentioned last night, John. I mean, uh, Live Casino did a great job. Uh, it is great seeing uh, not just the 93 Phillies, but, you know, we had some media folks come out and uh, and the fans just always every year come out and uh, to support Darren. And, and I love hearing the stories, you know, and yep. everybody always starts with Darren, always greeted you with a big hug and a big kiss. And... Um, you know, uh, it was kind of a, a kind of a sad night last night, but also a great night because uh, it was for a great cause. So yep. why don't we do this, John? We're going to take a quick little break and uh, we'll be right back after this. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we are back, Phillies backstage. John, and the hits just keep coming. We got the great third baseman for that 93 team, Dave Headley Hollins. What's up, Head? <laughs> Good morning. Early morning. <laughs> yeah, you, you look a mess. Late night. You look a mess. <laughs> Thanks for having me out so early. Wait, Tom, he is an arm length of you, so <laughs> yeah, you better be careful what you're saying. Uh, right? I know. We'll get into it. But uh, how great is it? You know, we were talking to Ricky, uh, Dave, that, uh, you know, not only do you guys come back every year, but, you know, uh, to kind of celebrate Dutch, uh, yeah. raise money, uh, and, and, and shine a light on this cause. Uh, but also, uh, it really kind of is a celebration of, I know, probably your favorite teammate of all time, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and th- unfortunately, this is the first time I've been here because I've been working uh, uh, in baseball and not able to attend. So uh, I'm just amazed at the turnout and uh, everything the foundation is doing uh, to keep uh, this great cause going, raising money for uh, families with uh, brain cancer issues. So. You know, and, and as you know, this organization has been hit hard by glioblastomas, particularly with Tug and Vuk and, you know, and now Darren. It's, uh, it's, and, and I love the fact that you guys all do come in because uh, it, it, it's off the love of Darren. I mean, Darren, if he was here, he'd be giving us a hug. He'd be giving yeah. us a kiss on the cheek. That's right. right. And we were talking about leadership with Ricky. I mean, what kind of leader was, was Darren? I think we all know, but just from your perspective. Yeah, the best I've ever played with in any sport. So he was special, and everybody knows that. I had my tutelage with him coming up through the ranks and ne- never met or, or had a leader like that on a team uh, ever since uh, when I left the club. But he was the glue, and, and the manager knew it and let him run the clubhouse. And it was just, he's a special guy. And, you know, it's just amazing uh, that he's not here, really. Yeah, and, uh, you know, could you, I mean, we, you can look back now and say, ah, oh, leader, and he'd get, in, you know, and hear players, ah, hey, he'd get in your face. But at the time, and you're a young player, and you're trying to make your way, did it ever set you off? Like, did you guys ever, you know, kind of really get into it? And uh, was there a point where you, you kind of had to step back and say, you know, Darren's doing this for the good of the team? Yeah, we had one running, and, and that was on me. It was actually the opening series in 93. We went to Houston. Houston, yeah. Yeah, we swept the Astros. Yeah. But on the last game, I took an 0-4 and struck out three times. And I hadn't struck out three times in a while, and uh, I didn't handle it the right way. So I remember coming on the plane and not giving him the love I normally did after a win. When, you know, with Darren, whether he was 5 for 5 or 0 for 5, you didn't even know the difference. But I hadn't reached that point in my career until I stopped playing. <laughs> as far as handling an 0 for 5, but uh, he was pretty upset with me, and he let me know in his own way the next day. We had our opening day, and I came in, and I could just feel it, the look from him, and uh, there was some tension in there, and finally I had to go up to him and say, you know, I screwed up yesterday. What Do, you, do what you got to do, 
And uh, he told me, I goes, I didn't sleep the whole night. I thought about kicking your ass all night. <laughs> I, I didn't sleep. And he, here it's opening day, and he's our leader. He's got to call the game. He's catching. I'm thinking, yeah, yeah. That's, he ended up going out and having a great game, and, and we won. But it was something I learned from him because he, you know, he was strong enough to, to let me know that you don't do that. Hmm. You know, team comes first, and, and it just took me longer to – to learn that than him, and and that was just one of many examples how he uh, he made sure everybody was pulling the rope the same way. But Dave, you were a leader in your own way, in the sense. And let's go back to that '93 season, spring training. We just talked about it with Ricky. We've to- mm-hmm. talked about, but that uh, the Cardinals when you guys played the Cardinals in in spring training in '93, and I think it was was it Donovan Osborne who was the one that that hit. I think it was Osborne. Yeah. Donovan Osborne hit someone, and you basically said to the uh, pitchers, "If you don't." respond right or, or what, what did you say to the that that was before that game that okay. was the beginning of spring training because if you remember that I, I led the league in hit by right. pitches yep. and and never you know always just went to first until Scanlon threw at my head at the end of the year and then I got suspended four games so after a while guys got used to me getting hit like it didn't bother me like it was no big deal and in the off season I thought about it and uh I didn't think it was right that that we weren't you know, sending a message back to me as a team, you yeah. know, I'm going to be there for you. If somebody comes out to the mound, you know, if I'm getting pinned every you know, other series and just because it doesn't look like it bothers me, you shouldn't send that message. Yep. So I had to talk with the pitchers about it in spring training and just that series. I happened to get hit, just brushed. Oh, two. <laughs> it wasn't even a big deal, but Greeny was pitching and he <laughs> He knew what I said to those yeah. guys, which was basically, <laughs> you want to be me and you after the game one-on-one, or do you want me next to you on the field with somebody charging? Right. right. So he chose the, la- you know, yeah, the ladder. ladder. Yeah, which is a smart move. <laughs> and, uh, and he took care of business. We ended up having a, a brawl there. It kind of brought the team together yeah. a little bit, but you know, it was all part of that group. It was a special group and a special team. Well, also in that offseason, Crucker's told this story before, too. You know, you were I, the way he tells it, you were in Vegas and you're, you guys were doing a charity golf outing and you ran into Greg Maddox at the casino. And uh, you had to let <laughs> Greg Maddox know that you weren't real happy about getting hit all the time. Well, he's crucky surprised me with that. We were actually, uh, we were there for New Year's. Mm. We were with our wives and, and they were, uh, we were at a table gambling and, and Maddox shows up out of nowhere to sit with us and gamble. And I didn't. Crucky never told me, so I wasn't happy about it. And they were friends, so I just didn't talk to them the whole time. And we played, and, you know, I ignored them until the very end. I let them know, next time you hit me, I'm coming to get you. Mm-hmm. And and he never pitched me really inside after that. No. Because he, he could get me out of way. He could get me out either way, in or out. But he kept throwing that fastball in at my hip that you lose vision of yeah. that would lock you up. Mm-hmm. So I figured if I could do that and get on the plate, I might have a better chance. Yeah. And luckily, I got him in the playoffs twice. But one, I got to give Mickey an assist because yeah, absolutely, Mickey, Mickey drilled him yeah, with did. a line drive. Yeah. And I really believe that's the only time he ever threw me a changeup that stayed up in the zone. Yeah. Every other one disappeared, and he made you look silly. But that one stayed up, 
So uh, I give Mickey an assist for that one. Yeah, intimidation uh, works. I mean, you know, I always used to love listening to Harry, you know, call uh, David Hollins at bat or when you're running the bases. You know, they always said, ah, oh, Hollins runs the bases like a linebacker. You know, you could go from first to third better than anybody. Uh, did you have that intensity when you were growing up? Well, I found out early on I couldn't – I didn't have – I wasn't as talented as some of those guys in the league where you can just go out there and have fun and play. And I had to play at a certain intensity to perform. And you figure out, you know, what works for you and whatnot. I found out early on when I got to the major leagues that the inside part of the plate was very tough for me. As a switch hitter and a, you know, a bigger guy, uh, they could tie me up in there. And if I could eliminate that, and sometimes you can by not moving, and they pitched me uh, more middle away, it gave me a better chance to be successful. So that's the decision I had to make. I had to take something away because – Really, when we played, the guys had such good command. They weren't more throwers like they are today. They could dot you in and out. Hmm. And uh, I tried to take away one side of the – one corner of the plate as best I could. And uh, that seemed to help me do better and use the whole field and, and keep them from tying me up on the inner half. Hmm. Now, you were one of the most successful Rule 5 draft picks Phillies ever had. You were drafted by the Padres, right? Yeah. And then you – Came over to the Phillies. When you came to Philadelphia, what were you? What did you know about Philadelphia? What did you? I mean, you're from the East Coast. Yeah. So, what did you know about Philadelphia? What no. were your expectations? Yeah, not much. I didn't know much. Uh, I found out in a hurry who I was coming after playing, and you know, the best third baseman maybe of all time, and uh, and the fan base and the passion. I did not know really about. I wasn't a baseball fan mm-hmm. growing up. It was more football and hockey. For me, so did you play ice hockey? Yeah. Did you really? I didn't yeah. know that. Well, they, they kick you out of Buffalo if you don't play hockey. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, and I never golf, so that's why golf's tricky now. But I'm trying to learn how to play. Well, hold on. Say on that thought. Sorry, because I always, you know, I played ice hockey as well, and I've got that slap shot draw right. It's slap slap shot when it's not going well, draw when it's going well. Yeah. But most baseball players have the inside out swing. Yeah. So do you have the inside out swing, or do you have the hockey? In, inside out. Inside out, okay. Yeah, that's why, like, for me, it, it correlated with baseball. Like, right center, right hand, it was kind of my power alley. Mm-hmm. And I, it was similar to my shot, mm. slap shot in hockey <laughs> at inside out. Right. So, anyway, so you were saying you, you weren't a baseball fan growing up. No, I didn't know much about – you know, I played in the Padres organization coming up, so I knew Crucky and, mm-hmm. and Larry was the manager. Right. And, and – you know, there's a lot of luck in baseball as far as getting your foot in the door, getting breaks. And I got to play for him in a spring training game, a B game, and happened to play well. So you don't think about it at the time, but he got fired that year, and the Phillies hired him. And somebody in the office came up to him in the wintertime and said, hey, they left this third baseman off hmm. the list. Do you have any interest in him? He said, yeah, take him. So that kind of gave me my break to get out of San Diego. For some reason, San Diego uh, didn't trust their prospects or play them because, you know, we had Carlos Baerga and Shane Mack. Uh, We had a bunch of guys, and we all went to other teams Hmm. because he wanted all veteran players there, Jack McKeon. But it was a great break for me Hmm. to get my foot in the door in Philly and then start – so are you there. and Bo especially close now? Because, I mean, obviously you have a long history, but does that have a special meaning in your relationship right now? That's only the, that was only the beginning right, of it. Right, right, right. Really. I mean, he, he brought me uh, – well, after we left Philly, you know, I played in Anaheim a 
couple years. He was the coach out there. We actually lived together in spring hmm. training. Wow. Yeah, we were roommates, and uh, and then he brought me back to Philly, as you know, in 02. And uh, we've got a long connection. Yeah. You know, him and my son are born on the same day, uh, Bubba. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm as close to him as anybody in the game. Yeah, between him and Vuk, I mean. Yeah, uh, Vuki, they were unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, have you ever what had coaches pair. like that? No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we didn't need cue cards for defense in the field. Like, <laughs> no. Still amazes me about the players today that they need a cue card to know where they're playing. Mm. But they can remember 10 or 15 different handshakes after a home run. <laughs> like, I wouldn't be able to do That's that. True. That is true. But I knew where to play from the meeting yeah. we had. And yeah. then if you were off on a guy or the pitcher, you know, Vuki or Bo would slide you over or move you back. But you you were in the game. You weren't reading it. Right. Yeah. But, you know. Now, you know what? So my, my first year was 1994. Now, think of, you know, I'm a young person back then, and think of the landmines I got to go through, like in 1994. Yeah. We got, you know, <laughs> you, got you and, and Darren and Lenny and, you know, all that. You got Fregosi. You got, then you got Frank in the clubhouse. You got Jeff Cooper as a trainer. I mean, there's no easy path going <laughs> in there. Right? <laughs> landmines is a good way to put it, John. There's a lot of landmines and, I had to avoid. And, you know, Frankie, uh, to his credit, he was a sweetheart before we got a hold of him. And Frank's, but Frank's he, a clubhouse guy. Yeah, he, don't know. he got hardened by dealing with us for <laughs> right. how many years, but he, he wasn't always like that. <laughs> he, he had to develop that to, to right. survive. Oh. Now, and, you know, it's kind of, you know, legendary, the, the, the stories from 93 and the personalities, the way you brought Jim Eisen right in by kind of having some fun, you know, having some fun with his Tourette's, you know, the way, uh, you know, Dahmer, the nickname. What, what did you ever think of the nickname Mikey, that, that you, you had this intense guy before the game and you, you didn't go near Mikey when, yeah. when Mikey was around? Did you, did you think that was funny? Did you think, uh, were you okay with it? You know, it really came out more after we were done playing. Okay. Nobody really said anything to me about it while we were playing. <laughs> too, too scared to. Cr- yeah, okay. Crucky stirred that up and right. he, he brought that out. So. He is a great instigator. But, yeah, he? oh, he's a professional. Well, also, uh, I know the great Danny Jackson's here and we love Danny. He's such a great ambassador for the foundation and uh and a great teammate i know of yours but uh you know i know when he got traded he went to st louis he came into the clubhouse i think before the game to say hi to the guys and you told him to get the heck out of the clubhouse right well he caught me off guard he came in full uniform with the cardinals uniform yeah. on you know, I, you know i thought if you're going to do that come in you know plain clothes before or after and then we yeah and he walked in with that union i was like what the uh, I mean, what are you doing in here with that on? So, yeah, that was probably a mistake when I look back on my part. That was a little too much. A little too much. Yeah. But, 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 but Kruk, I like it. But Kruk instigated a lot of stuff. Because yeah. he told me the one story where he, I guess it was the All-Star game, and you were, before the game, you were you know pretty intense, as you always are, and you're, you're at your locker. And uh, Barry Bond said to Kruk, what's up with, you know, Dave? He said, oh, he's just uh, – you know, he's just thinking about some things. Go, go up and cheer him up. He's had a tough day. <laughs> <laughs> and supposedly Barry Bonds went up to you, yeah. which is not what you're supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> right. what, did, what did you say to Bonds? Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to hear it on here. But yeah, Crucky stirred that up. <laughs> right. He's a big instigator, yeah, man. Yeah, he knew I wasn't ready to be up for that. So. Yeah. Well, LA that's, had it That's another one where, you know, you're at an all-star game. You should have a little more fun and relax and, you know, maybe – I learned that a little too late in the career, but at that time, you know, it happened. But so those are some of the regrets that you wish you would have 
not been so hard. Oh, but maybe that, that might have, that might have propelled you to who yeah. you were as a player. Yeah, well, that, that's, I, right. that's what I've been told. You know, <laughs> maybe you wouldn't have played as long as you did if right. if you were different. But uh, sometimes I think maybe I would have stayed healthier, played longer. But I don't know. Well, you know, speaking of health to too, change that. Speaking of health, you had some odd injuries. You had the hamate. I remember yeah. that the hamate mm-hmm. injury, and then you also had a spider. I think you had complications with a spider bite, right? That was at the end of the career. Yeah, right. That happened in Clearwater. But the hand was a tricky one because, you know, it wasn't done right the first time. But after the trade, I had the surgery redone in Boston and then never had a problem again. But that kind of got me out of Philadelphia, in my opinion. For a year and a half, I hit 222, and I never hit that in my life. So, mm-hmm. But everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't, you can't do anything about it. And, you know, I'm grateful for the time I played and the teammates and when they respect the way you played and – and the way you treated them as a teammate or played on the field, that, that to me is more important th- than the numbers. Yep. Even though, uh, you know, I don't have the numbers to worry about. But, uh, yeah, you, you could say you change a few things uh, here, but hindsight, right, 2020. So, uh, as you know, I do a quiz. <clears throat> Normally, um, we have eight questions, but today we have five, and Tom set the bar pretty high. you got to get four out of five. Uh, yeah. And if you get four to five, what does Dave Hollins win? Uh, something Dutch-related. Okay. Maybe uh, I think they're giving out those uh, ball markers that have Dutch's, you know, the Darren Dalton Foundation. What so if we you want something Fanatic-related? Well, we can make that happen, too. Okay. All right, <laughs> what so about a case of beer? Yeah, exactly. What's, right. what's he was on the 93 fanatic, team. Come a Philly on. Fanatic doll to take home and go to bed with? <laughs> yeah, Dave Hollins? Uh, right. <laughs> I think the case of beer, you know, we can work out. All right. All right. So we have five questions. As, as I mentioned, you got to get four out of five. It's alpha or it's uh, multiple choice, and it's about your life. So you should have a good shot at this, okay? <laughs> so you went to Orchard Park High School in Orchard Park, New York, which is outside of Buffalo, right? Yes, South. Or Ro- Buffalo or Rochester? Buffalo. Buffalo, right. I got it right first. So which one of these celebrities did not go to Orchard Park High School, okay? Three of them went there. Wow. One did not, okay? <laughs> Singer-songwriter Rick James, okay, that's A. Yep. B is Larry Full. Uh, full, otherwise known as Lex Luthor, Luger. professional wrestler. Uh, Larry Bud Melman from the David Letterman show. Remember him? Larry Bud Melman? Little guy bald. He was yeah. like always kind of. Or Ron Pitts, former NFL player and current Fox Sports broadcaster. So you got Rick James, Lex Luthor, Larry Bud Melman, <laughs> and Ron Pitts. Well, you left out a couple of real celebrities. I, I was doing this, and I'm like, oh, my God. Did, like, you know, like, did you know Jim Burt and Craig Wolfley, the tackle from the Steelers? Right, right. All played with Larry Full on my brother's high school team wow. when he was the quarterback. Yeah. What's in the water up there in yeah, Orchard Park? They, they, Man, never, a lot of, lot of, they never lost a game, but the teachers went on strike and ended the season. But huh. Larry Full actually played a year for the Packers. I was didn't know cut that. and then went into wrestling as Lex Luger. Wow! But it's uh, it's my man Rick James who wasn't from Orchard Park. He's from Buffalo, but he didn't go to Orchard. Are you saying Orchard Park? Uh, according to according to Wikipedia, they no. said Rick James went to Orchard Park High School. Which is, no, he did not. Is that right? He did not. But then it would be the guy from Letterman, Larry Bud but, Yes, but <laughs> Rick, Rick was from. Downtown Rick James. I mean, he didn't go to our high school. Oh, yeah. that's so funny because it listed him as going there. And it, it, the uh, uh, Ricky Ricardo, yeah, yeah. who used to do the, the Spanish broadcast for the Phillies. Yeah. Remember Ricky Ricardo? Yeah. He, would, he was the MC for Rick James for all those years. Down, like, he'd go on tour with him and basically be the presenter. So. Well, Rick did buy a house out in Orchard Park later on. He had a house there. 
after he became Rick James at you know a little party house in the wow. suburbs for after the Bills games, but sure. he didn't go to the high school. <laughs> Have you ever jumped on a table, by the way? A, a table? Yeah, because what, what are the Bills? That's like, what do they call yeah, that? Yeah, no. Bills Nation or yeah, whatever they call it? Yeah, no, Bills Mafia. Bills Mafia, right. They jump off, you know, at the, the tailgates. Yeah. They have that folding table, and they, they get up on a car on a – Flatbed and they, they jump and leap. Stomach and, first. Right, stomach first and crash the table. You've never ah, seen that? T- I've never seen it. Yeah, Bill. They don't do that in Philadelphia. All right, so uh, you went to, is number two, you're one for one. You went to University of South Carolina, right? Right. Which of these celebrities did not go to University of South Carolina? Ooh, that would be a tough one. All right, Soupy Sales, you remember him, right? Yeah. Uh, Rita Cosby from Inside Edition. Lindsey Graham, U.S. Senator. Darius Rucker from Hooting the Bluefish. So was it Soupy Sales? Uh, Rita Cosby, Lindsey Graham, or Darius Rucker? There's another trick question. Uh oh. Yeah. Did he screw up again? I did mean, I screw did, up again here? Darius is from the area. But he but didn't, he go, didn't there? go to the school. He didn't and, go. But his drummer, Jim Sonnefield. Yeah, Sonny. We, yeah, Sonny. We, Sonny, we, he's a friend of mine. He was there uh, playing soccer. Huh. And his room, we were kitty quarter, our room. So when I met him there, that's how Hootie came to the clubhouse with the band. Yeah, I brought yeah, him in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, in the they, story, the well I talked to him, too, that year. So Sonny called me to come in. I didn't know you were friends with him. And I didn't know that you went to high school with him. Co- college. 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 Oh, sorry, yeah, college. college. Right, right, right. So. Well, then the funny thing, I'm going to give that to you because I screwed up. Because anyway, the but answer is Soupy Sales. I, 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 don't, I wouldn't have known that one. <laughs> so I screwed up that one. So Soupy Sales. But the funny thing is, I brought Hooting the Blowfish yeah. into the clubhouse. Sonny's a great dude. Yes. And we I bring him in. And I'm introducing, I'm going down the line. And, and I think Lenny was one of the first ones introduced. And I'm going down there. And I, I'm, I'm in earshot of hearing what Lenny's talking about. And... And but they're talking to somebody else, and I hear Lenny. Someone come up to Lenny, one of the Latino guys, says, uh, "Hey, Lenny, who who are those guys?" And Lenny says, "Dude, it's the Hooters." <laughs> <laughs> oh, John, I remember it because I was walking through the clubhouse, and I remember you grabbed me. It's like Tom, hey, meet uh, Darius Rucker. I'm like, hey, Hootie, and uh, he was very nice. Whatever, we came out of the clubhouse. He's like. He doesn't like to be called Hootie. It's Darius. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't call him Hootie. And I, I took him to Kelly's in Villanova, the sports bar, like that right. night, and uh, had a great time. Well, you got to come. He golfs a lot. He lives in Charleston yeah, yeah, yeah. now. And Crucky and I were supposed to play with him when the pandemic hit, and we haven't rescheduled it I'll yet. I'll be a fourth. Okay. Just let me know. Let's do it. All right. Question number three. <laughs> See if I can butcher this one. <laughs> yeah, really. Right. You're every one of them. All right. In 1987, you were drafted by the San Diego Padres and played for the uh, low A Spokane Indians, correct? Yes. Which one, one of these was not your teammate? Three were teammates, one was not. Steve Hendricks, Mike Harris, Andy Skeels, Pedro Martinez. Pedro Martinez was not. Well, <laughs> well, John, wait a minute. Oh, it was probably another Pedro Martinez. It's a Martinez. different Pedro. I know, yes. that was the trick we question second, part. But, okay. That was a trick question It was part. Harris then. Mike, Mike Harris, Harris, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Who's our vice president of new me- uh, marketing and new media? <laughs> was he really? So is, wait, yeah, there was yeah. two Pedro Martinez. Yeah, this kid was a middle infielder. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was a trick uh, question on my part. All right, good. All right, I'm three glad in I a didn't row. Screw that one up. <laughs> all right, you were a Rule Five draft pick, as we discussed earlier, picked yeah. by the Phillies after the 1989 season. Which of these players was not a Rule Five draft pick by the Phillies? Okay, three of them were. One was not. Uh, Shane Victorino, uh, David Herndon. Todd Pratt, Steve Jeltz. I'll have to guess on that one. Uh, Tom, do you know? It would be either Pratt or Jeltsy. Uh, I don't know. Because I know Shane. Why don't you go to a lifeline right here? Tom, I would Tom, say Jeltz. 
You're saying Jouts? Yeah. Is that you're gonna get the answer you're gonna give him? That's I'm giving Dave Holland Steve Jouts. Are you trusting Tom Burgoyne? Yes. You got it right. There you go. Nice. All right, then the last one. Huh. We, yeah, this is obviously this whole event is with Darren Dalton. What is Darren Dalton's middle name? Do you need the multiple choice? I think I know it, but you can go ahead. It's the same as my brother's, I, I believe. Okay, I'll give it to you. Park Arthur, Arthur. Toland Martin. Arthur, Arthur is correct. Five for five with five the help five. of my bungling. King, King Arthur. <laughs> uh, have you been – so you were talking about your golf game. I mean, are you ready for Huntington Valley? This course is pretty, uh, pretty tough. I mean, I'm, I don't – I have low expectations. <laughs> yeah, join the club. And if I hit it solid, I'm happy. Nice. I mean, I can get it down there, but my brother nicknamed me Roberto Duran on the greens. Hands of <laughs> Hands stone. Hands of stone, of course. And that doesn't work in golf. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, uh, John and I appreciate you coming on, Dave. Uh, thanks yeah. for everything you do for the foundation. Uh, it's been a great weekend. Looking forward to the golf out there today. Okay, Tommy. All right, All thanks, right. Dave. Thank you, Appreciate Brave. it, yep. Thanks a lot. And we are back, Philly's backstage, and uh, John, that was pretty cool. Well, know? not only is it cool that to have Dave Hollins, who we you know we see all the time, which is great, and Dave's another guy who comes down to fantasy camp, but uh, it's also we are now, we've had a lot of ideas, and actually <laughs> we're, we've forgotten a lot of people that we haven't had on. Like last night, Ricky Vitalico was like, when am I coming on the podcast? Yeah, we haven't had Ricky I on. I can't believe we haven't you had Ricky Vitalico on, like, right. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Izzy says he listens to our podcast, so we're going to get Jim Eisenreich on. He's a listener. Yeah. Uh, and there's so many other, Steve Jeltz. We mentioned Steve Jeltz is one of the questions. Uh, we'll get Steve. So I think we're going to have a fun offseason with, uh, you know, lining up some of the guys that uh, either we forgot about or just or we just hadn't gotten to yet. Yeah, it's really uh, fascinating. And I'm, I had... You know, just his stories and his intensity. He's still got the intensity, John. Well, <laughs> you know, I thought, you know, when you were butchering that quiz, I thought he was going to reach across and uh, whack you. <laughs> but he, I mean, he's the nicest guy, right? He, he but, is, I, but I remember in 1994, I mentioned, I said, with that, with, you know, with the landmines, I was nervous as uh, yeah, all, yeah, all yeah. Get. I mean, to, yeah. to go into that clubhouse, are you kidding me? Like, you know, you're, 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 you're Darren was intimidating, although the nicest guy. You, yes. Yeah, you know, Dave Hollins. Yeah, the dude who's on an, another island. Inky. You know, you had Inky, <laughs> you had Chilling, you had all these guys. Then you had Fergosi and yeah, even yeah. like Johnny Padres, who was a super guy. But he kind of had that old school gruff, you know, look. Yeah. You know, and then again, you add in the, the tough old school trainer and the tough old school right. clubhouse guy. And there was no breaks, right? I know. And I know Head, you know, he's said it. Even Kruk to some extent. Like they've had, a, you know, now that their playing careers are yeah. over, they've had to kind of come back and apologize to some people, you know, just because. I've had a couple of players you know. apologize to me, like <laughs> yeah. saying, I'm sorry if I treated you. Right. Well, I'm like, no problem. Obviously, yeah. that's part of it. The- there was such an intensity to that team. And, uh, yeah, he kind of epitomized it you know really yep. yeah and it, he was fun to watch and uh you know just he probably one of the more underrated you know yeah. Phillies right I mean no he question. really was a solid player you look at his numbers just solid yep. and he, I think he, as he mentioned he got bit by a lot of the strange injury bugs which kind of derailed his career for a little bit yeah um but yeah one of my favorite guys to watch all right so you ready for this golf course John I'm ready. I'm, Are you I'm, sure? Uh, yeah, I got my, as I mentioned, I got my slap shot uh, draw ready. I'm playing with a bunch of Phillies guys, as yeah. you are. Yes, yeah. So we'll have to make a little uh, wager between the two foursomes. Since, T, the green. Since uh, neither of us have a chance of winning this whole thing. He keeps reminding me, you know, this this is like a classic Philly golf course. Yeah, it's a William Flynn course. Uh, just, it's so awesome. But there's not a, a, a level lie no. out there. Yeah, no, the greens which are, I stink. When my ball's, you know, on yeah. a hill, forget about it. Right. I stink anyway. But So it's going to be ugly but uh, we're going to have fun, all for a great cause uh, for our folks who are out there 
listening, uh, you know, go to uh, DarrenDaltonFoundation.org. Uh, you can learn more information about uh, this great foundation. Uh, we have events throughout the year. Um, donate if you can or, you know, donate your time, you know, whatever you can do. Um, you know, it's weekends like this that just kind of make it all worthwhile. Um, yep. and, and we see the kind of the energy and uh, that's kind of produced when all these guys come in and the stories start flying and, you know, we're thinking of Dutch uh, all the time. So uh, I guess we're going to wrap it up, huh, John? Yep. That's, all right. Uh, yeah, and as you mentioned, it's a great cause. So, uh, again, DarrenDaltonFoundation.org, right? Yep. Uh, and also there's a Facebook page, right? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Looking under Darren Dalton Foundation, and, uh, yeah, it's a great cause. Uh, Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. And we will see you next time on Phillies Backstage. Backstage.